Winston Churchill once said, to every man or woman, there comes a time in their life when they're figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do something unique and fitted to their talent. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for that moment, which could be their finest hour. Welcome to episode number five of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. I am your host. On this episode, we're going to be talking to a good friend of mine, one of my mentors and dear friends, Tim Roberts. Tim is an amazing man. He has been in the mortgage and banking industry for over 30 years now, uh, combined total, and he's going to share some of his insight and wisdom with us on the episode today. Make sure to ask any questions following the episode. Love to respond back to them. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Self-Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal, and I am your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. Welcome to episode number five of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Today, we've got a special guest, Tim Roberts. Tim has been in the mortgage industry for decades now, and he's going to be sharing some of his experience and a lot of his insight on why education is so important, what the value is, and how it can benefit you in your life as well as in your business. So Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. So Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the mortgage business? How long have you been doing it? Uh, who are you with and what are you know some of the things that you've learned along the way? So I've been in uh, Bank of well, I've been in the business, in the mortgage business for 16 years. I've been in banking, traditional banking, probably 15 years prior to that. So kind of uh, just learned learned the banking business, like to be around banks and helping people um, with their money. So Way cool. And tell me a little bit about how, when you got started, how important was education in this process? I mean, you had your regular uh, classes or whatever you had to do to get your license to be certified to be able to do mortgages, but did you stop there or how valuable has continued learning been for you? So in my business, I have kind of, uh, I've got three three rules um, that I try to live by. Um, so I live by know your numbers, you basically have to set goals and know know where you are, what you're going to do um, with your business. I mean, have a game plan. You shouldn't you shouldn't just sit down and and just do loans or anything. I mean, that could be in your construction business. That could be in your uh, just your everyday business. Whatever you're doing, you should have goals. I have friends that say that they want to try to replicate their money their earning power every three years. Well, that's a goal. That's a trackable goal. So they can, they can, um, they can measure whether that's a good, a good goal or they can make changes. You can always make changes to your goals, but you should have a goal, have a plan, right? So that's my first thing is set goals, know your numbers. The second is you should, um, you should always be striving to learn. The reason that you need to strive to learn is um, if you're not learning, if you're not um, growing as a person, either in your business or personally, then people 
other people are doing that and they're going to pass you by. You're going to go backwards, they're going to go forwards. So if you always want to be growing as an individual and bettering yourself, education is the first thing, first place that you should look. Um, and you should look at, you know, there's traditional education and then there's non-traditional, those kind of things. You want to you wanna grow that stuff. And then my third rule is um, relationships. You always want to be working from the standpoint of helping other people, referring, um, referring people, connecting people, because that is um, that's what we call re relationship capital. So maybe it didn't create anything today, but it'll create something in um, tomorrow. I like that. Really taking that long-term, big-picture vision to every decision you make. Mm -hmm. So in a world today where we have so much information and knowledge at our fingertips, how can somebody that wants to learn about a specific or specialized topic, where's the best way to look for that or where to look for it and who do you talk to where you know it's actually valid content that can be applicable? So like, I think the first place is you want to get around like-minded people. So for example, I'm in a BNI group. So I want to get around like-minded people. Those people, this is a network group that, that wants, to learn, wants to share referrals back and forth, help each other grow our business, right? In that network group, then there's, there's books and there's podcasts and there's, um, there's all these training vehicles that give you the ability to learn how to, how to farm rather than hunt. Right, so you're again. It goes back to building a relationship versus just being a transactional sales, something like that. Okay, so I just recently wanted to, you know, I have a, a passion for helping people build wealth. So I grew, I started joining. I want to be around investors, people that are, people that want to buy real estate and want to grow. So I joined. Um, Utah RIA, which is Utah Real Estate um, Investment Association. So again, now I'm around like-minded people. I'm, I'm having opportunity to talk to people to help them. And then I can turn around and I can, whatever education, like I was offered a, a shop work, like a class that talked about the tax benefits, the new tax benefits um, and investing in property. Well, that to me, that's something that I'm going to do on my own so that I can learn. And then when I'm dealing with an investor, I can talk to that specific person about something that maybe they didn't, they didn't know, they didn't think about, that, um, that they should be thinking about. So, and then there's just all kinds of different networks that you can belong to. You know, I, I've joined several investment networks because that's, those are the people I want to be around right now. Love it. So let me ask you this question then too. We were talking earlier in the week about uh, you had mentioned that there were some other people that were wondering how you were doing the volume that you were doing right now. Tell me a little bit more about that conversation and what's really setting you apart in your business right now from the rest of the pack. How are you becoming the best, you know, at this industry right now in your specific niche? One of the things that I really concentrate on is back to the relationship. Um, 
So I wanna, I always want to, want to be the sounding board for somebody. So if they're looking to um, take cash out of a house or um, remodel a house or um, buy a house, they need a sounding board. So I always ask my clients: first, call me. Let's have a sound. Let's let's talk through what your goals are. Right? What just doing a loan to do a loan is not not necessarily the best um, best way to look at it. There's always different ways to set loans up and there's different ways. Each person is different. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to maybe do a, um, rather than take cash out, sometimes it's better to do a home equity line of credit, right? And then there's a specific way that you want to utilize the home equity line of credit um, to maximize efficiencies, um, cash flow, those kind of things. So I think the biggest thing that I do is um, I'll do any kind of loan. I'll do car loans. I can do home equity lines of credit. I can do bridge loans. I can do traditional um, FHA, VA, all, of the, all kinds of loans. So I have many different ways to set up a loan. It's just the importance of getting down sitting in front of somebody face to face and really getting getting to know what they want to do how that how they want to achieve it and then me being a devil's advocate or a sounding board saying you could do this or you can do this and giving you options once i give you options then we narrow into what's the best avenue for you and we create that loan very cool so there are two things that really stuck out to me the most in that too. One, you mentioned you have all these different products that you have available to you. How important has that been in your business to be able to scale and grow having different products you're able to offer people where, you know, if you only had one or two, it might be kind of a situation where your hands are tied. How important has that been to being able to grow your business? So, um, well, we were just talking about kind of numbers um, today and you know i've i've basically averaged about 20 extra loans just doing like home equity lines of credit um but those home equity lines of credit if i've done 20 loans per year those just being in front of that one person and helping them with that specific loan has created 15 other loans right so just not getting focused into one loan uh, or one type of loan or one transaction, then that's how you build volume. That's how you grow. So I would say just having extra, um, extra products and loans that I can offer gives me about 25% more volume than I could get anywhere else. And probably even maybe more to 30, 35% because it generates repeat and referral business. I love it. Taking different avenues through one approach and one method, but it allows you to reach other customers that are looking for what you're needing. They just may not know it yet and you might not know it either yet. That's, that's super awesome. Um, the other question I was going to ask you was, as you continue to grow, uh, you've been doing this for quite some time now, but tell us a little bit about the beginning stages. Was it difficult getting started? I mean, we have you know, so much going back to the education piece here, we have so much education, so much knowledge that we can 
have and learn from and so much content to devour. But I feel like there's a lot of people out there who spend almost more time trying to learn stuff than they do applying. And talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your situation when you got started. And even now, you know, where's that line and how do you cross it to the point where you're taking the action necessary, but you're also continuing to grow and learn? So I believe that um, the only way that we learn is to by reading, by meeting people, but then we have to have action. We have to, we have to do things. So we as human beings, we learn through experiences, right? There's, um, there's always consequences to every action, good and bad. And you learn, even though if you make a, even though if you make a, um, a decision and maybe it's not just the perfect decision, you can still learn and grow from that. So in, when I got into this business, into the mortgage business, I came from traditional banking. And I learned about uh, just loans in general. I learned about money in general. I learned about um, car loans and those kind of things. And then I, I grew into learning, learning about credit. I got into basically helping with people with high risk loans in the auto industry that taught me a lot about credit. And then I transitioned into that tra transitioned really well into the mortgage business because um, now when I sit down, I can talk to people about how to better improve their, uh, their credit to maybe get a better loan or get in a position to buy a house sooner than later. Um, from there, I just believe like you need to be going back to reading books or watching videos and podcasts and all of those. You need to kind of set that plan and then create your action and then act on it. Because an experience, once you act on it, that's an experience. And once you understand the experience, you can do it better the next time. You can create an efficiency and do it again. Um, one of the other things that I really believe in is what they call drafting. Um, we, we know like drafting for a car, they're the, going around the track and one car takes the lead and another car gets right behind it. That's called drafting, right? Well, you can draft people, okay? You can draft. So when I got into this business um, and when I came to Bank of Utah, I basically took the top 10 producers of this company and I tracked all of their business. And then I sat down with them and I interviewed them on what they were doing, how they, how they were creating the volume that they were creating. And then I basically took everything apart that I liked that they were doing and I implemented those strategies. And that actually helped me grow as a person. So. I think the other way to grow is get a mentor um, and look for successful people and do what they're doing. That's really what you want to do. That's how I've grown my volume is I've just said, okay, I want to be, I want to, I want to have this volume. So I want to be around these people that are creating that volume and grow that way. And then it's just, again, it's track your set goals track your numbers, have a plan, and then just execute and learn from that. I love that you mentioned mentorship there too. So 
let's talk a little bit about that too. I feel like the mentor verb, if you will, has become something almost, you know, out there to the point where people think, well, I need a mentor. I've got to go find a mentor. And they start asking people, hey, will you mentor me? Or, hey, can I pay you to mentor me? And this, that, and the other. When I think the reality is, just like you said, really that mentorship wasn't necessarily something that was like set up and predetermined. It wasn't something that just was like, hey, be my mentor in this relationship. Mm -hmm. But it was more of you sought out people that were doing what you wanted to do. And then you just went and started tracking them. You started to get to know them. You started to build relationships with them. And really that's how they mentored you was just through doing what they were already doing anyway. And it was almost this this mindset shift for both of you where they probably don't even know that they were mentoring you, but you took that information and you saw everything that you were learning and it completely changed your business and your outlook. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Yep. They don't even know that I, well, they do now because they tease me. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to be better. So I found people that were successful in the business that I want to be successful in. And I, I interviewed them. I learned from them. I I implemented what they what they were doing, executed it, and then I tweaked it to my what I like, what I what's important to me about my business. I love that, and I'm sure there was some sort of a value for value exchange. So you were able to learn from them and grow from them. Was there some sort of value exchange on your side though that they were getting out of this whole conversation, and what did that look like? Yeah, so we talked a lot about um, their business, but I, I believe in having a database, having a network of people. Um, and so a lot of the times when I would sit down with them, if I saw something that I was successful in that maybe they were lacking, then I would say, you know, have you ever thought about this? Look at these kind of things. So basically... Um, when you, I sat down with them and I, when I interviewed them looking for their best practices, I also shared my best, best practices. I wanted to give something back to them. So I believe in, I believe in databases. I believe in, um, I believe in snail mail direct marketing. I believe in, um, I believe in CRMs. So, you know, I, if they weren't tracking their numbers and doing those things, then I gave them that information to help them grow from the other side, help them improve what they were doing. And it, you know, some, I think we're very, very grateful for that. And I think they're, they're better of it too. No, I love that. And that's really what it comes down to is you're building relationships and maybe you can speak a little bit more to this too, but it's all about that value for value exchange. If you're looking to learn something or gain something from another person, you've got to be able to exchange value for them. Like it's, it's kind of a, a selfish way to look at it. But if you take that mindset of, you know, this person, when you approach them is thinking, what can I get out of this? Right? Because their time is valuable. They have a lot of things going on. And so taking the time to be with you has to be a priority. So if you're the type of person that can step into a room and say, hey, look, I want to add value before I start extracting value, then you've built a relationship that's solid and that will become probably a friendship for you know many years, if not forever, because they recognize that you're not just trying to take, 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 but it's a give and take type relationship. Is that is that true? Yes, that's true. I think funny that you mentioned that. I met a, met a gentleman in a networking group um, 
somebody that really probably could refer a lot of business to me and I could help generate a lot of business for him. But when we sat down, um, I just said, before I can ask you to generate business or refer business to me, I really need to learn more about your business, how it works and how I can refer to you. There's a, there's a rule that if you want to, if you want to create volume or get referrals, give referrals. So if, if, if you want a hundred referrals, then you want to give 200 referrals. If you give 200 referrals, I guarantee you, you will get back 100 referrals. I love that. That really is that long-term big picture thinking. Okay, to, we've got a few minutes left. I want to talk a little bit more about your business. So let's talk about the first-time home buyer uh, first. If somebody wants to you know, buy their first home, what are some of the things that they need to do? What's going to make the working relationship with you and them that much better? Uh, and how can they really prepare on their side to make that that first-time home buying process easier? And what are some of the even the things available to them as first-time home buyers? So basically, the first thing that I would tell um, a first-time home buyer is, you know, maybe ask a friend, ask uh, somebody who they who they know that's in the mortgage business. Get get a referral. Um, you know the the uh, the other thing is is just know where all your documents are, and then the biggest thing is is meet meet somebody face to face. If somebody wants to transact with you over the phone um, and by email, there's a reason. And I just think that the that face to face connection is so much better. The second thing is all loan officers are an advocate of you. Right, so you want to share all information with them so that they can best help you um, succeed to buy a house. You know, there's a lot of different programs with FHA and Utah Housing. Um, there's there's some conventional loan programs that limit cash down and give good good payment structures to um, to people. So, really, I would just say meet with somebody face to face. Um, sit down, go through the pre-approval process, know what your buying power is. I think that's the most important, whether you're a first-time home buyer, whether you're an investor, whatever you're doing, you should always be thinking in the back of your head or know in the back of your head what your buying power is. And you should have a goal of knowing what you want to buy one year down the road, two, three years down the road, five years down the road. Right? I love that. Uh, and then how about for somebody that's been investing for a while, what is some advice that you can leave with them to just say, hey, this is something that might be able to take your business to the next level? Basically, investing is all comes around to um, working to try to limit your consumer debt into one funnel um, or a couple funnels so that you have cash flow. Then... Um, if you keep your scores high, basically there are systems we try to put in place so that you have reserves. You need you generally will need two months reserves to six months reserves depending on how many uh, properties that you own. And then we just, again, we, we sit down, we create a strategy. What do you like to buy? Do you like single families? Do you like multi-unit, duplex, triplex, fourplex? 
do you want to own three or do you want to own 10 or do you want to own 20? And we come up with a, we come up with a physical uh, plan that we've talked about. And once I have that knowledge, then I can advise people on what to do or how to do it. I've had one client where he had a plan and he bought a property that wasn't in the plan. And the whole time that we were going through the process, I was telling him, this house does not fit your model. This house doesn't fit your model. Walk away and go buy another one. So I can be an accountability partner and try to, try to get you to um, keep you on task on whatever that plan is or modify the plan based on whatever the environment, whatever the market is doing at the time. I love that. That's perfect. All right, so to finish this off, let's talk a little bit more into, you and I like to share notes quite frequently. And um, when we first met, I showed you a couple of strategies that helped you kind of change the game for your personal situation as well as what you're able to do with other investors. Talk a little bit to that as to how the training and the education that you started going through has been able to help grow you know, from your personal life to your business. Yeah, so basically, yeah, you just reminded me of our our first meeting. So you were referred to me by your uncle that was a was an investor and we sat down and we were talking about, you know, you wanted to buy investment properties and um, you wanted to kind of build that strategy and then you were talking about things that you were doing in your life, right? And we go back to, um, we learn through experiences. So you shared your experience and gave me an idea. And I've been in the business, I've been in banking for 30 years, I've been in mortgage for 16 years, and the strategy, not that I hadn't really thought about it, but I hadn't ever implemented it. And once we really started getting into it, just it kind of just blew my mind, opened my mind up to like, oh, there's so much more things that I need to be doing, need to be learning, need to be, you know, again, personally, I need to grow. Business, I need to grow. And so by doing, just implementing the strategy that you gave me, and really it's creating efficiencies in your cash flow, um, utilizing the, the home equity line of credit, but... When I implemented that, I basically saved myself $2,000 in cash flow and I saved myself $400 in interest just immediately by implementing that, that process. And that was every month, right? That was every month, yep. Every single month. And it really has um, streamlined my efficiencies. So I've implemented a couple other things personally the way that I like to like to do the strategy, but um, now my credit score is extremely high. Um, when we first met, I basically had about $8,000 of unsecured, like I had money available to me, and now I'm somewhere around $175,000 available to me in less than a year, just by implementing the things that you shared and taught me, right? amazing what it really goes back to that education piece what you don't know will hurt you the more that you can learn the more you can educate yourself the better and more strategic of a plan that you can have 
to really set out in your life. If you want to learn more about some of these strategies, check out selfreliantwealth.com and you can check out some, some of these strategies as well as more episode podcast episodes. Uh, Tim, thanks a lot for spending time with us today. Just uh, before we sign off here, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and talk a little bit more about their situation, where they're at, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is really my cell phone, um, 801-560-8876. I, uh, call me, text me. Um, we can create a time and appointment. I like to meet face-to-face. We can get to know each other, and then I can just, we can bounce ideas off of each other and share information. Cool, and say that number one more time. 801-560-8876. All right, everybody, thanks so much. You've heard it from our guest speaker, Tim Roberts. Get out there, get educated. Let's take it to the next level. Thanks so much, and have a great day. We're going to take a few minutes to cover a question that was asked uh, by Quincy Steiner, one of our listeners. So we'll go ahead and play that question and see what we can come up with. Hey, Dave, quick question. Uh, When you were speaking to other successful entrepreneurs, uh, what questions do you ask to maybe um, create or improve your relationship as well as help you find ways to improve your businesses and and, uh, your lifestyle. Uh, Love the podcast. Thanks. Hey, Quincy, thanks for your question. That is a great question. I think my answer to that really is super simple. Whenever I have a conversation with somebody that uh, I'm trying to develop a relationship further, asking, you know, more of this interview type questions, it goes back to this episode that uh, in episode five, talking to Tim, we talked a little bit about the value for value exchange where in every situation that I go into, I'm looking for opportunities to add value to that person before I try and extract value from them. For example, uh, Tim and I were talking about you know referrals and one of the things that he mentioned was you know, before he even sat down with the gentleman that he was meeting with, he decided, hey, you know what, I need to figure out more about their business. I need to learn more about their business so that I can actually help them get referrals. Once I do that, then I've been able to basically prove myself to them and I can then ask, hey, you know, would you be willing to work with me and also uh, refer people my way? And so really, I think that's the, the basic premise to that question is the more value you can add to somebody else, the better off that relationship is going to grow the more you'll be able to learn from somebody and so on and so forth. So if you can just look for ways to serve, add value, and really show that gratitude to other people, then in return, you're going to be able to have the opportunity to receive you know, any of the questions that you have uh, in, in, in response to that. The other side to this is if you really just get to know that person, people want to talk. They want to talk a lot about themselves, right? And so really is an interview you want to be able to just listen and that's really one of the ways i've been able to develop some great relationships is just listening to people and what they do before i try and respond or offer any advice or anything like that i'm just listening and basically letting them mind dump because in that situation we all know the answers to the questions we have we just sometimes need a soundboard 
or a springboard to be able to just talk out loud and we're able to receive you know the answers through speaking out loud uh, that we have to those questions so again great question definitely uh, keep posting and we love love hearing the comments and the feedback so if anybody wants to have uh, a question answered please just simply go on the Anchor app and there's an opportunity for you to record a voice message just like we heard from Quincy and we will add those questions onto the podcast and get those answered. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, www.selfselfreliantwealth.com. W-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.